Hi folks, Pat DJ Cristados here with an editing note. During this episode, you're going to hear my microphone volume kind of go up and down a little bit. That's because during this recording, I was having some microphone issues. Jarrett was able to work some magic during the episode cleanup stage. We hope you have as much fun listening to this episode as we had fun recording it. So without further ado, on with the show. Time, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. I sound a little different tonight because I'm broadcasting from a remote and secret location somewhere on Mongo. I don't have my usual computer rig with me, so sorry for the different audio, but we're going to make it through this. So we are here on Planet Mongo. I can't tell you where I am, but the rest of the guys are in the recording studio set up just outside Emperor Mink's throne room. I'm your host, Jared Ulrich, the yard sale artist, and joining me as always is the Zarkov to my flash, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. And how are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? I am doing good, Jared. Um, so I'm, since you're far away from us, I'm going to try something here. So, okay. uh, Jason, I want you to bring me that light. We're going to okay. shine it out the window. Got it. Okay. And I'm going to see if, Jarrett, you can see these little hand puppets that I'm making. Can you see the shadow? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog. It's very clever, but uh, I'm not amused in any way. Oh. No, it's not. I can see it, but it's not amusing at all. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. So also joining us for this episode is the ugliest Dale Arden of all time, my brother Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick. And how are we doing today, Jason? Today. <laughs> It's Mary Jane uh, Dale. I'm not Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm Dale Arden. I got a little problem with this story. Oh, here we go. They got me passing out all the time. They make me look weak. <laughs> make me look weak. <laughs> I hear all the time that Dale Arden weak and Princess Aurora all that. Well, Princess Aurora got a blaster pistol. If I had a blaster pistol, I'd be strong too. <laughs> You'll be weak. You'll be weak if your band's strung up and they got electrodes on, on his coin purse. It's, <laughs> it's not cool. Oh, my I'm God. I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad I could pass out. <laughs> and that's it for Dale Arden, I think. <laughs> we also have with us the merciless ruler, Emperor Delvin the Dark Web, Williams. How do you do, Your Excellency? I'm a little fed up, actually. You know, this Voltan dude is doing God knows what up there in the sky and everything. So I need to fly and give this hefty mofo a visit. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I, I might have to pull my flash invitation and throw some hands. You know, Ooh, whack, whack. Yeah. A little, little whack, 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 whack. thought you had guys for that. Well, well <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to be hands on yourself. Gotcha. And do that. Respect. Could happen. I think you could put him on that torture they did to Flash and fry him up like a piece of chicken. Turkey. <laughs> Turkey. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can hear, hear from the hunger noises of our guest for this episode, is a return guest. Our first ever return guest to Planet Mongo. His frequent flyer miles are up. Some call him the Honey Elf. It is Rick Heineken. <laughs> From unpacking the power of the power pack. Rick, welcome back to Mongo. I'm sorry about the hungry noises, but it was a really long trip up here. I'm, I'm feeling feeling very faint. 
Oh, oh easy. If I, if, I, if I think, if you could just take these two wires and rub them across my chest, that, that, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. It's just a, a little electricity will, will shock me right up. <laughs> uh, King Volton, uh, you told us to torture him, but I think he's enjoying it. <laughs> Get it again. <laughs> Put some steak on it. I, I well, since some special short shorts for that. <laughs> Always trying to sell his wares. Yep. Well, since, Rick, you are a return guest, you do not have to answer the question that you answered in our previous episode of your first Flash memory or your favorite iteration of Flash. But guess what? Pop quiz. Oh, no. No. Who could have <laughs> seen it coming? <laughs> this is a Flash Gordon trivia question. Okay. How many of the people of Earth is Flash going to save? All of them. He'll save every one of us. That is correct. Well That's done. a perfect answer. Perfect answer. <laughs> well done. Tell us to save every man, every woman, everybody, every child. Every one of us. That was the way to finish. Hey, y'all finish it up. <laughs> hey, man, you got me started. <laughs> Not only us, but he's the savior of the universe. Of the universe. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, Pat, let's just assume that new listeners have made it thus far into the show. Please tell them what the show is all about. All right, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll continue on our dive into 1936's Flash Gordon serial Space Soldiers. Pew, 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 pew. 1936's Flash Gordon serial was produced by Henry McRae. It starred Buster Crabbe as Flash Gordon, Gene Rogers as Dale Arden, Charles Middleton as Emperor Ming, Priscilla Lawson as Princess Aura, <laughs> First try. First time Go. <laughs> and Frank Shannon as Professor Zarkov. So grab your ray gun, fire up your rockets, and blast off to adventure. But don't forget to strap that electrical cord to the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want it later on. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job. Excellent job, Pat. I love that electronic music, man. Uh, Rick, what did you play on your last appearance in the show? My electronic clarinet. Oh, my goodness. That's right. You got anything new for us? Well, I have been trying to uh, really work on playing a Jacob's Ladder, an electrical Jacob's Ladder, turning that into a musical instrument. Uh, the problem is that every time I put my lips onto the electrodes, I fry. So hmm. I've actually just started to, uh, to just play the electrical organ for the time being. Hold on. Hold on. You tried it more than once? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I can't remember. Well, let's hear some of that electrical organ. Ah! 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 Ah!
easy, man. I, I think you got Ooh. confused. Sorry, I may still have a little bit of electricity in me that might not have been <laughs> a smart idea. Did you pee yourself? Is that, <laughs> is that pee? Just a little bit. <laughs> so that too. <laughs> Pat's gonna sell him some shorts. Of course. I, I, let, like, me, let me go. Let me go put here. on. Let me go put on to these shorts. I'll be right back. Go, go on without me for a second. Yeah, we'll let Delvin take it while you get I, them I shorts call on. These kind of shorts that for those kind of accidents, I call them maybes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and with that, Chapter 7 was titled Shattering Doom. The director was Frederick Stefani, with writers Frederick Stefani, Ella O'Neill, George Plimpton, and Basil Dickey. Guest stars James Pierce as Prince Thun, Richard Alexander as Prince Baron, and Jack Lipson as King Voltan. As a reminder, all 13 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. Again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at less than 20 minutes per episode, it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Flash. Jared. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Jason. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Pat. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Rick. Hashtag I'm following flesh. These shorts are a little tight. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. saw Flash, he was being electrocuted in the static room. Luckily, Dale rushes in and faints. Seriously, she faints again. And once again, it is the quick thinking of Princess Ara that saves Flash, as Ara convinces King Volton to spare Flash if he truly wants to court Dale, leaving Flash for Ara to have. While Volton tries to entertain Dale with shadow puppets, and I'm not joking about that, Dr. Zarkov revives Flash from his near-death state. Flash immediately goes to rescue Dale and gets captured again, ending up right back in the fire pits of the floating city once again. Bravo. (laughs) Bravo. Good for you. (laughs) As Ving arrives to have stern words with King Volton, Zarkov rigs a shovel to explode the furnace room and gives it to Flash, who promptly uses it. Will Flash survive the giant explosion? Will Ming and Volton work out their differences? How is Flash able to consistently resist Aura? Those are all mysteries. (laughs) 
I've given in three episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, by three, you mean seven. <laughs> that first time she was rubbing her hands on his arms and stuff, I'd have been like, all right, we got time for this. <laughs> yeah. Flash, he'll save uh, every one of us uh, in about ten minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is our plot summary. It is time to go into our highs and lows. As everyone remembers, we're going to do two rounds. You will get either a high or a low. No bonus questions. No unloading all the highs you didn't get to. Pat. (laughs) You talking to me? I don't see any other Pats around, so you must be talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) And we will start with our guest, Rick. Rick, will you give us a high or a low in your first round, sir? I'll start with a high, Princess Aurora and the Flame Torch. And I'm going to say this is a high because this killed me. This absolutely killed me. She comes up to Flash and she's threatening him. And she's got that torch pointed at his Flashticles. I wrote it down, too. She's going to fry his junk. Uh So I was really worried that she was going to use that for lower. But then then she starts going for his eyes. And I had a little sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, thank God. That's just nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That just was a scene that every time he came up, I was like, God, I'm I'm laughing hysterically. What's she going to do with that? She's attacking his junk. And he looks really scared. Well, yeah. (laughs) I was scared for him. He hasn't shown fear uh, with anybody else in any weapon. He always fights his way out of it. But, you know, she's got that flamethrower there. (laughs) I'll listen to whatever you say, princess. (laughs) Makes you wonder, like, if offstage or something, just the personalities between the two, maybe there was something going on. (laughs) I will not be ignored, Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with those Flash nuts roasting on an open fire, I believe it's Jason's turn. (laughs) Jason, you got a higher low for your round one. I guess it's kind of a low. I was watching Zarkov walk around on the show, and it dawned on me that you really cannot skip leg day on Mongo, man. <laughs> that guy, legs. Yeah, he can't be walking around those short shorts with the chicken legs. <laughs> Come on, man. I know he's the brainy scientist. I don't know. Do some lunges or something. All right, Delvin, what do you got? Roasted nuts? Chicken legs? <laughs> kind of a what the? So... Flash at the start of the episode was being electrocuted to death, and he was electrocuted near death, and the thing that sprung him from death was more electrocution. (laughs) That is exactly what, that's nearly what my note says. Wait, he was electrocuted and they revived him by electricity? Like, like two dives. I got a knife in my leg. Let me me get out with this other knife. I got two dives. (laughs) Let me shoot that bullet out of you. I was I was a little bit confused even by the pseudoscience there. It was like, wait, wait a minute. It like, so is electricity like a multiplication thing or like it's like two negatives that multiply and it's like positive? I, I was confused. We're trying to understand Mongo science. That's, I was. that's what I'm hearing you say. I, I was. I don't know. Maybe it's different up in the sky. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little weird. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We got a lot of weirdness in our first rounds of highs and lows. Pat, are you going to round it out with more weirdness or what do you got? No, I think I'll save my weirdness for the second. Okay. What you got for your first round? High, low, what the? I'd say it's a high. Enjoyed this one because of, there's a lot more action going on in this. Mm-hmm. The last two I think we've done have been kind of, you know, just moving along the story a little bit. Uh, so I really enjoyed the action in this one. I like seeing the flash fights. Oh, yeah. He was running all around that room. Mm-hmm. Like Voltan's room, he was running all over the place, jumping and spinning. Dodging spears and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for the bear to come out of that door, though. <laughs> I thought that oh, was going to happen, man. too. That would have been falling. Don't, don't go by that door. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh dang, wow. space bear over there. <laughs> 
it's back to Rick for your round two, high or low. I'm going to go off on that those flash fights and give my bad. Mm. Those are bad guards. Yes, they, they are. are horrible. What are you talking about? He ended up oh right my back God. in the furnace room where he belonged. They did no, no, their no. job. We don't even see who did that. That could have been like somebody that they just hired or something. It, it could have been the bear in a costume. <laughs> space bear, probably, yeah. Because the guards, uh, you, you got a Princess Aurora comes up, takes the gun, is pointing at a Voltan, and like the guard is just standing right next to her. You could take that gun from her hand, man. You're just standing there looking. And then Flash comes into the throne room, past a guard, takes a spear, pushes another guard down, and has an entire conversation, and then finally three guards come up. These guys are a joke. Yeah, they're not good at what no. they do. At one point, Flash kind of did like this, I don't know, like kind of dance move, like jumped and did a little spin. It's like, they, yeah. you have spears. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? Why is Why he you still doing? alive? <laughs> and then the last thing that you would want you would think you would want to do if somebody has like a sharp pointy object is stand against the wall yeah <laughs> and he's standing against the wall doing his best dale arden impersonation and they still can't get him they're bad yeah you, you're some bad guard you're bad i don't see why ming's worried at the end it's like oh you're surrounded by his guards don't worry they can't hurt you <laughs> <laughs> they can't hurt anybody <laughs> Doesn't that spin move look familiar at all to you? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very similar to a move that Jared used some 60 years later on the flag football field, also known as the patented Jared Albrecht spin move. That's correct. And was it ever successful? Uh, 108% success rate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was actually successful more times than he did it. I don't know how that works, but but it was. So proof positive that it works. But anyway, enough of our end jokes. I believe it is Jason's turn for a high or low. I'll go with a high on this one. This is kind of the first time that Voltan, to me, didn't just look like a buffoon. He looked like a buffoon for most of the episode, but he got his back up a little bit with Ming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of appreciated that. That was kind of the first time I seen one of the other space deities like stand up to him and say, no one saw you walk in. No one's going to have to see you walk out either. Yeah, I, I didn't appreciate that. That was some BS. Yeah, yeah. I thought once Ming showed up, it was going to be like, oh, you know, game over. But Voltan was like, nah, dog, you're in my house now. This is my house, yep. <laughs> I got your girl and I got your daughter. He was like, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. I've, I've seen cool. Voltan in a little bit more kingly light, I guess. No, I track you on that. I track you. What you got, Delvin? So I'm going to sort of piggyback on that, not necessarily with Ming and Voltan, but with Dale. And not only with Dale, but with Aura as well. I appreciated that there was a little bit of character development going on. And Flash 2, for that matter. You actually had Dale with a little bit of a complexity where she showed some feeling for Flash and then she sort of went emo for the rest of the show. But, you know, it was fine. You had Aura, who flat out admitted that she had feelings for Flash, not only to Voltan, who what that Voltan saw, but also to Flash himself. 
And then Flash coming back is like, you know, like I'm going to go back to Earth and Dale's coming with me and sort of made it sound like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind if we were a thing, too. So, like, it was cool to see all of that actually play out because in the last few episodes, I kind of complained that there really wasn't any connection between Dale and Flash other than them just having to be on a plane at the same time. And while that's kind of still the same, at least they expressed feelings for each other out Mm -hmm. no. That was appreciated to me. No, no. I'm tracking. I noticed that as well. Still don't know how he resists Aura. (laughs) I don't get it either, man. Especially when she wants to show her the gratitude. I mean, yeah, I I appreciate your gratitude, but I really like Dale and and I'm taking her back to planet Earth. But on Earth, we have this thing where if like you're in a different area code. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And Aura's ready to show like, you know, she wants his milkshake. She wants his milkshake bad. <laughs> milkshake and the straw, dude. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. all right. Uh, let's just move on to uh, to Pat. Pat, you get to bring up the high and low. Do you have that 47 item list that you bring? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, the last few episodes, they've been here on the Voltaine world in the furnace area. Has anybody mm-hmm. else started to wonder what that guy is doing with that clock? That big clock he's just... <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> well, I think here's the thing, too, because I'll tack one more thing on it. I noticed because they were working these two shifts, and the first shift has, like, the Baron and the Lion guy and Flash and a bunch of big old dudes on it. And second shift comes up with some <laughs> emaciated mother effers, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're not balancing their crews well. No! I'm like, these guys are going to last like two minutes. Yeah, there was one dude who looked like, I mean, he, he needed a, a steady regimen of protein or something. Because he like he could have just killed over and died. <laughs> and I think that dude took up his position at the shovel thing and got whipped twice before the door even yes. opened. <laughs> The door's not even open yet. Come oh, no, he can't even shovel anything until the door's open. I have one job. I have to whip people. What do you <laughs> want from me? And then just uh, like you guys said, the bad guards. You, you didn't see Zarkov walk in the door? <laughs> yeah, there's Zarkov is super thing. sneaky. Yeah, yeah there's this thing called scientist stealth. It's a mm. very well-known thing. He gets a plus to the stealth roll because he doesn't have pants. <laughs> there you go. Klaus Hergesheimer, G-section. <laughs> One other thing I want to do is get to some flash fights. So uh, we have flash fights torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you yeah, that, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Flash fights death. Yeah. 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 Flash fights some Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Flash fights a shovel. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Flash fights the furnace. Oh, boy. Yeah. Did he fight. Yeah. yeah. Exploding Shovel is a pretty good band name, by the way. I would agree with that. I'm going yep. to <laughs> add another one here is Flash fights Aurora's her advances. Her advances? As a, I would throw in the towel, sir. <laughs> I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Oh, I guess. Well, that is it for our highs and lows, unless anyone has any other burning things left to say. I got to add this. You had Boltan making those dumb shadow moments. <laughs> I was cracking up. <laughs> hilarious. That was his go-to. Like, this move probably landed him a lot of freaking bird tail. <laughs> like, ooh, the shadows, that's making me hot. Like, brrr. 
Oh, we're going to go watch the king put on a show again. <laughs> uh, I had to share that. Thanks for that, Jared. <laughs> nah, no problem. <laughs> and now we will roll into our fun facts with Jared. I solved a mystery, boys. I solved a mystery. What's that? Here we go. There was a sci-fi comedy movie in 1930 called Just Imagine. First of all, that's where they got the rocket prop from that they're using in Flash Gordon. But also, this is the film that was the source of that scene at the beginning where they have all those multiple dancing girls on that giant statue yeah. we've wondered about. It came from the movie cool. Just Imagine from 1930. Mystery solved. Huh. Hmm. Very cool. There we go. Now, according to film historian Roy Kennard, the serial played at evening performances and not just matinees. Back in the day, they used to only play the serials at the matinees for the kids. But this one was deemed so good, it got moved into the evening, so adults watched it, too. Nice. They must have really liked Shadow Puppets. Right. <laughs> hey, baby. You go home and do some Shadow Puppets. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try Shadow Puppets. Try to turn on the wife next time so I get these Shadow Puppets. <laughs> I can picture Johanna with Dale face. <laughs> I've never met your wife, but I was picturing her with the Dale face, too. Interesting. Well, Dale now you know face. what she looks like about 98% of the time. <laughs> I recognize it's the same look my wife gives me. <laughs> and with that, let's get into our Ray Gun rating. Pew, 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 pew. Do you guys know how this works? But in case it's your first episode, welcome. We're going to rate this on a one to five scale. Five means you loved it. Four means it's very good. Three means it's good. Two means it's just okay. And one, I did not like it. Everyone's got their five ray guns, right? Pat, good job, man. Pat, come on. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's smoking a ray gun? It's got to be Heineken. <laughs> He's got one of your tricked out ray guns. Anyway, one through five. Rick, how do you feel about this episode? I'm going to give this three ray guns. I, I found it to be good, but even though there was some character development, the fact that nothing really happened, it's like he started off being tortured after leaving the furnace area, and then he ends up back in the furnace area. What happened between this episode and last episode? So, All didn't move very far forward on No, that. no. I, and th that's the reason why I had to just give it a good. I'm just like, it's not a lot of movement in the story. I understand. Jason? This one was a little weird for me, because when it started out, I was dead set to give it a two. I was like, oh, here we go. Dale passes out again. <laughs> We're reviving an electrically tortured person with electricity. We covered it all. But then it really started picking up for me. And I got drugged into it more and more. Like I said, I like the Voltan scene. I like seeing Voltan stand up to Ming. I like the character development. And then at the end, I was like, I was on the edge of my seat. This is one of the first times that it was truly a cliffhanger. Like, I wanted to see what happened after the explosion. I was like, oh, no, I got to wait till next time. So that's a long way of me saying I went from a two to a four at the very end. I thought, Ooh. Now, Jason, you said you were on the edge of your seat. Is that a, that a phrase that people use? I think it is. You're I, think, I think it's say. being on the seat of your seat. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on the seat of my seat. Yes. Oh, man. How wrong of me. Thanks for <laughs> We pick up these pat phrases from time to time. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> you just have to you have to pick them up off the ground, dust them off a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> I'm on the seat of my seat. <laughs> Delvin, what is your ray gun rating for this episode? I think what put it in the four category for me was Dale did something other than faint. 
And well, was, in addition to, <laughs> in, addition, in addition to, she added to her repertoire. She was a fainter. She was emo kid. She was <laughs> a little bit of complexity that, you know, she finally, you know, showed her feelings for Flash. And I appreciated the character development in at least three of the characters of Flash, of Dale, and of Aura, which, of course, is the big love triangle that's going on in, in the serial. So it gives it a four for me. I did like that it was character driven. That leaves you, Pat. I think a lot of everybody kind of said just about everything I would say. So I am going to give it a four. I liked it with the character development, the fighting action that was going on. I'm looking for more. I'm on the seat of my seat. <laughs> the seat of his seat. So I feel bad that I've got the lower rating. <laughs> well, I haven't given mine yet. I'm sorry. And I'm giving it a three. I'm with you, man. Ah. <laughs> I'm with you. I am with you on the three. I can see the, the fours, but I'm with you, Rick. The, just the ball didn't move forward at all. I mean, last episode we waited for Ming to show up. He showed up, but nothing really happened. And Flash ended up back in the same room he was in. I don't know. This is a wheel spinner. It was a fun wheel spinner. So it went from a two to a three. Jason got up to the four, but I got up to a three. So I'll Yay. be the big bummer with you. We'll be the big bummers together. Woohoo. I'm not on Bummer Island alone. Mm-mm. And with that, we are going to go into our Mongo mailbag. All right. Let me pick up those pipes. Uh, or those not. No, no. Delvin will no. get the ray guns. Delvin will get the I, ray guns. I, I got it. I got them. Pat. No, no, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about the ray guns. We, we got to move on. We're, we're hey, Delvin, I, Delvin, I left, I left some in there for you, man. So come in. <laughs> Trust anybody. What the? <laughs> With that, we are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. Meow, 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 meow. Pew, 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 pew. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Buy something, won't you? Early access to special long box episodes. You get voting on content. We're giving stuff away. It's totally worth it. Get in on this. These are the folks who have already gotten in on it. Bear, Blast Interstation, Bob Buster, Braxton Underwood, Dave Collins, that wizard's just a crazy old battle wagon, <laughs> Gene Hendricks, Gerald Green, I, the Collector, Ivor Evans, Musical Genius Joe Thomas, John, who I think he knows what he did, mm-hmm. and Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Jose Pollo, Maxwell Traver, Miranda W. It's Paul Heeks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Hey, Rick. Ronald Wendt. Ross McChoke. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Timmy. And the Toronto Cop. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind we record these episodes well in advance for release. So if you're a recent addition, don't worry about it. We'll get to you soon. But you can let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it all straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Anyone? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Um, Anyone else? uh, (laughs) I think I know. Do you? How do you do it then? You tell me, Rick. Well, you go onto the interwebs. It's a series of tubes. (laughs) <laughs> and you find a place where you can actually go to patreon.com and for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to all this cool stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And you did a good job with that. Thank so you. One little thing, though, once you get to that patreon.com, search for Longbox Crusade. 
then give them a dollar. <laughs> Don't just Good give point. it to anybody on Patreon. <laughs> oh, you, oh could give, wait, you could wait. also give it to Unpacking Power. Power Pack. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. The, the, the internet is a series it, of tubes? It's a series of tubes! It's a series of tubes. It's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you still want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, just do us a favor. Take a moment to write a review for the show on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear what you have to say. So please give us an iTunes review. We'd greatly appreciate it. And now we're going to get into our shares, likes, and retweets. I'll start us off with Alfonso Montano Alonso. And I've got our buddy Bradford William from the Cast Dice Podcast. Woohoo, here we go. Chris at <laughs> BTO and Bat Books. Down the highway. Moving on, Clinton Robinson. Coffee and comics. Dave Monroe. Dave Collins. That I wish it was just a crazy old battle wagon. Fan <laughs> Film Fridays podcast. Woohoo! Fenton Crackshell. That's a great name. <laughs> it is. Frank John Petrick. Gene Gene the Podcasting Machine Hendricks. Jerry Green. Green Lantern's HG. Hal Jordan. Ida Lopez Dos Santos. Ivan Chudley. Jason Keene. Jason Gardner. Jerome B. Jimbo Green. Liz Ann Oswalt. Michael P. Reynolds. Professor Frenzy. It's a, it's a show. show. Ruben Darren. Rad Adventures. Me, Rick Heineken. <laughs> hey! Hey! Right. It's you, Roberto. Sob, sob, sob. The lovely Ruth Sutherland. Ryan Daly. The Hammer strikes and random geeky stuff pat i got a question for you <laughs> yes rick i'm glad you asked can you give me a beat <laughs> do it pat do it do it do it pat do it do it that was it's, awesome. It's gone meta. It's meta. <laughs> <laughs> there are times oh, no. I'm driving my car, and let me tell you, I almost want to stop because it's just like, yeah, yeah, playing yeah. My jam. <laughs> <laughs> and I will wrap us up with Warlord Worlds. Thank you, Jason. Now it's time to get into our comments portion of the show. And if Jason just wraps us up, I guess that means I'm grabbing a comment. And you know what? I'll start with our good buddy, Alan Middleton. Professor Alan says, great episode, everybody. Love that Scott jam. Hashtag I'm flashing my followers. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> I might not have gotten that hashtag right. You know what? You tried, Alan, and we appreciate it. And uh, I dig that you dig the Scott jams of last episode. I think everyone dug them, right? Right, guys? Uh-huh. Hello? Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I'll move on with another comment from Green Lantern HG, because in case you were confused about what a Halley is, uh, he goes on to explain the rules of winning a Halley. Accidental body damage, scare people with spontaneous bursts of laughter, any beverage out the nose, sounds painful, drop items from the hands while laughing and causing people to ask if I'm all right. 
So if any one of those requirements are met, then you too might win a Halley. Mm. I know from experience, I have a couple under my belt now. <laughs> I have one. I actually got one for my prison wallet comment from the <laughs> Step up your game, guys. Step up your game. Yes. I had had one of our listeners uh, say that he uh, squirted out some soda onto his computer screen listening to our show. So, yeah. Those always feel good. Let me bring us back to this bag. And uh, I'll take one from R&D Adventures. So they say, yay, with a bunch of flowers. A brand new adventure with Flash Gordon and a rocket ship. I don't think those are flowers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that those are flowers because otherwise uh, it's going to be just flash nuts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll take one from Bradford William who said, thanks for having me on again, guys. I had a total blast and we had a blast having you on. Thanks for joining us. Yes, indeed. So that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films and more, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers at www.longboxcrusade.com or find us on the Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. And if you want to hear us on our track through all of the James Bond films, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? You can find that on iTunes, Google Play, most podcatchers. You can go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or Twitter at OHMSPod. Guess Connery is still in England, boys. Got away from him this time. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat Kick Us Off. Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at ChrisTatos01. Delvin? You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Jared. You can find me at Yard Sale Artist. It's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Yard Sale Artist. Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. And let's uh, shout it out for uh, Rick Heineken. Rick, where can they find you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Every other week, you can hear me and another shirtless prisoner, Jeff, shoveling coal at our show, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. That's where we talk about Power Pack and uh, drink beer. You can also find us on Twitter at JeffRickPresent. That's about it, really. Thank you, Rick. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll see you next episode as we return to our coverage of the 1954 Sherlock Holmes TV series for the case of the violent suitor. The meetup location, 221B Baker Street. Seemingly, there are no logical explanations for these extraordinary intergalactical upsets. What's happening, Flash? Only Dr. Hans Zarkov, formerly of NASA, has provided any explanation.
Yes, Rick. Rick, will you give us a high or a low in your first round, sir? I'll start with a high. So let's talk about this tragic kingdom. That was my Gwen Stefani joke. I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong oh. guy. For that. Oh. You can put the crickets right in there. That's fine. <laughs> you see, tragic yeah. kingdom was the name of the first album. Patch. Don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you keep that. on speaking, if you keep on speaking, Pat, we're going to have to give you a push and a shove. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting in these spider webs. <laughs> I'm deleting all this. There's no goddamn outtakes on this show. Wow. It's like, like when Rick's here, it's like having two Jasons. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I got two Jasons on my show. <laughs> Oh. I'm picturing I'm picturing the gif of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Pew 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 pew. It's good uh, to talk about fluid discharge, isn't it? <laughs> no gosh dang outtakes on this show. 